On a summer's day in the month of May, a burly bum come a hiking. He was walking down the land through the sugar candy, was looking for his liking. And as he strolled along, he sang songs of the land of Middle Canada. Hey there, this is the Sounds of the Trail podcast, a place where we talk about the ups, downs, and switchbacks of trail life. It's time for a hike. Where a bum can stay for many a day, and he won't need any money. So before I started recording this episode, I had a pretty good idea of what I wanted it to be. I wrote it all out, I recorded it once, I recorded it twice, I recruited Dirtnap and I had him come sit with me and recorded it with him. I wasn't happy with that either. I recorded it again, I recorded it again, and I am finally just having to admit that I am having one of those days. I have been in a deadline squeeze at work for a couple weeks. Um, I've been writing technical reports every day, and I feel like every creative juice in my body has been drained and left at the bottom of an Excel spreadsheet, which is a tough place to be when it is Thursday night and you're trying to get a podcast ready to put out on Friday morning. But, you know, that's just how life it is, you know, it's, it's ups and downs, And it's fitting, really, because that is what this episode is about. It is about ups and downs. And more specifically, it's about the ups and downs of trail life. Today is episode number seven, A Day in the Life, part one. And we're going to take a more close-up view of what a day in the life of a thru-hiker looks like. What does it look like in the morning? What does it look like in the afternoon? And so, we're going to hear from both Sine and Kimchi today, and in terms of ups and downs, today has been a bit of a down for me, and the day has been a bit of a down for Kimchi and Sina as well. And, you know, we know there are better things to come. I know that there are other episodes of Sounds of the Trail, and I'm going to come to them feeling energized and creative and ready to record into a microphone. And, you know, today is not that day. On the Appalachian Trail, I think they call them PUDs, pointless ups and downs. And it's not as much of a problem on the Pacific Crest Trail, which has a a more even grade. But there are some sections that I can remember where it's just up and down and up and down and up and down. (laughs) And you, you think... You know, who designed this trail? And you imagine some mean little man with his pencil drawing lines on a topographic map trying to figure out what would be the worst way possible to make this trail and to make a hiker's life the most miserable. You know, all you want to get is from one end of the country to the other. You're just planning on walking across the entire thing. Why do they have to make it so difficult? I suppose without the ups and downs, it would just be flat pointless. I mean, speaking of pointless ups and downs, they're really all pointless, aren't they? You could just stay at home. No one is making you hike. On that note, 
Let's tune into Sina and see what she has to say. Hi guys, it's Sina from Sounds of the Trail and I'm excited to give you an update. I am 500 plus miles in right now. I'm going to be starting from Dehachapi, I believe that's how you say it, <laughs> uh, tomorrow. I'm actually going to be starting it in about 5-6 hours, but I cannot sleep and I wanted to give you an update. And that's one of the driest sections. It's just going to be a climb and... You know, it'll just be hot and dry and apparently no shade. And there will be a huge mile stretch of no water. So, excited about that. Not. I don't like carrying 8 liters of water, but I will do it if I have to. So, that'll be tomorrow. But uh, for now, I just wanted to give you an update. I have so many things to talk about. I don't even know where to start. There are so many things. And I really wish that I had this during the Pacific Coast Trail research that I was doing. There are so many things that, yes, it's great to read about. But to hear from somebody doing it while they're doing it. Because I believe everyone goes through ups and downs on the trail. At least I have. And the people that I've spoken to have had it as well. And I'm excited to do more interviews and get perspectives from other people as well about this. But in regards to expectation versus reality, it's really dawning on me that reality is so different than what you expect. I mean, there will be weeks or maybe a week or even a couple of days where you're just on a high. I don't know if it's an endorphin high or... A mental high from, you know, seeing landscapes that are gorgeous or, but other way, it's, it's, you're on a high for some reason and, you know, a couple days later or a week later, you could just be down the dumps, at least for myself, that's how it's been. I'm kind of in a funk right now. I may not sound like it, but I really am, um... Yeah, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I am not feeling it right now, but I've had this before on the trail. So I know the only thing to keep doing is to keep moving. So in about five to six hours, I'll be going on my way to, Chaha uh, I believe it's Tehachapi. And I'll be going from there. It's just climbing and it's dry and it's hot. But that's how life is, you know, you'll have ups and downs. So right now I'm not in the best of moods, but that's okay. I've, I've been through this. I've been happy and then I've been sad. So that's one thing that I would say that I've learned from the trail. Another thing that I'm struggling with as well is diet. Diet. I cannot even stress that enough. There is not really a diet on the trail. You eat what you can. You try to take as many calories in as you can. Because you're burning so many calories hiking per day. So, the game is to eat as many calories. Or get as many calories. And so, in the morning, I'll have a Pop-Tart. 
And then I'll have what's called a calorie, calorie drip where I'm just, you know, just eating snacks along the way throughout the day. Anything from a Slim Jim to Fig Newton bars to Cliff bars to fruit roll-ups to other types of bars. I mean, I'll just keep eating these things. I have a little snack bar that I have going on throughout the day. And at the end of the day, I'm going stoveless, by the way. So, I don't have as much variety as many people do. So, what I'll typically have... Now, it depends on my mood. Some days, I am so exhausted from hiking that I don't want to make a meal. But if I do want to make a meal, I'll take out the medical supplies for my Tupperware. And I'll put my ramen in it. And I'll put my dehydrated vegetables in it. I'll put some water. And I'll let it sit there while I'm setting up my tent if it's cold. Otherwise, I'll put my sleeping pad and sleeping bag so I can cowboy camp. And maybe do my, you know, brush my teeth or whatnot. But about 30 minutes later, the noodles are pretty, pretty ripe. They're just cold. But I'll have that in my dehydrated vegetables and... I'll put my tuna in there. If I'm feeling fancy, I'll put some salmon in there. And uh, otherwise, I'll just have my ramen al dente. I'll have it in the pack with the MSG little packet that it has. So that's my diet. And it's not very good, I'm going to admit. I crave salads constantly. I'll crave my salmon constantly. I haven't had the greatest time on trail with the diet that I've had. So that's been a little bit difficult for me. But I love hiking. So it's worth this. It's worth, you know, just ignoring it, really. (laughs) I've changed my diet a little bit to try to accommodate my stomach. But... There's not much you can do when you're going stoveless, so, but the views are worth it, I would say. And, uh, so yeah, that, there's my diet in regards to what I've learned so far in the 500 miles or so. I would say I've learned a lot. Uh, first of all, I would say that this backpacking, long distance backpacking is a different beast completely. I believe I've said that before, but it's become more and more real to me every week. I realize that pain is relative. Uh, What I would consider painful now is completely different from the first week. I mean, in the first week, I was in so much pain. So much pain. I had blisters everywhere. My feet are still recovering from the blisters and the pain that I experienced, but it's nothing compared to what I had initially. So I would say that now that I'm pretty much good to go and I, you know, knock on wood, I don't know where you know what, what is, but there we go. I just knocked on wood, but, uh, I don't want to jinx myself, but for right now, I feel that I've discovered and mastered the ways of preventing blisters, which is different for me than I would say with anyone else, because some people just say, 
tape it up every time. That doesn't work for me. But I found that compression socks prevented blisters for me. So hopefully that helps somebody somewhere. In regards to anything else, you know, in regards to an update, I would say that the simplicity of the trail versus the physical difficulties is completely different. And that kind of goes hand in hand with what I was just talking about is that the trail itself and hiking, it's so simple. It's so simple for myself. And you'll be hearing about this in a podcast in the next week or two, but just to give you a glimpse, I wake up, I do some after my pop tart or before my pop tart, depending on my mood, but I'll do some stretches or some yoga and I'll pack up and then I'll hike and then I'll hike until I can hike no more or until my legs give out or I start crying from the pain (laughs) and then I'll have, you know, my dinner and that's it. Now that sounds super simple, super simple. However, the physical difficulties of this, of doing this day to day to day, back to back to back is completely different. I mean, by the fifth, sixth day, your feet are crying. You, at least I can't, I can't keep Hiking, I have to take some time off. So, I've realized there's definitely a difference in that. There's a simplicity. However, it's so complicated when it comes to your body. You have to listen to your body and listen to what it's saying. And I feel like I'm finally becoming attuned to what I need physically. So... Um, as to anything else, I would say the only thing that I struggle with is the hygiene, the personal hygiene. Oh man, no one talks about this. Is this a taboo? I don't know. Maybe this will be blocked out from the podcast. I don't know. But I have to talk about it because, first of all, as women, there is a certain standard. You should look beautiful and pretty. However, you don't want to carry a mirror around. That's just redundant. I mean, I have one for emergency purposes, but it's tiny. It's on my little whistle compass. And so there will be days that I'm pretty sure that people have talked to me that, you know, I'll have a crusty burger on my nose and no one says anything. However, I've seen many other hikers with crusty burgers So I'm not the only one, and I'm sure it'll only get worse in the Sierras, where it's cold, and you have, you know, cold, crusty boogers in your face. And that's okay. It's not a big thing. And I I think that's beautiful about the trail, is that there's no need for eyeliner, there's no need for lipstick, there's no need for any of this. That's redundant. And in fact, it would just take up space in your backpack. So I'm really appreciating that. I would say that I do miss washing my hands under hot running water. After about the sixth day of just sanitizing your hands constantly, instead of actually washing them, I would say that, you know, it just, it gets kind of gross. So 
And I'm a neat freak, so this is really a big thing for me. However, you know, hiking outweighs that. The views themselves outweigh that. I wish I can describe to you some of the views that I get to see. And I'm sure, I'm, I've only been through the desert right now. I'm not even done with the desert. I'm about 150 miles, you know, I have about 150 miles left of the desert before I get into the Eastern Sierras. And I am so excited about that. I went to the Eastern Sierras before and I just fell in love. So I don't, I can't even tell you I'm scared, but I'm excited these mountains, they're just so huge. I don't know what else to say. It's, it, it, it's like the understatement of the year. They're just out there. And right now, they're just covered with snow. And I have friends that are going through it. And, um, yeah, and it's supposed to snow again on Thursday or Friday. I'm not sure how true that is because the weathermen always known to be inaccurate. But... I may be going there in a huge snow season, so I'm really excited, I'm nervous, I'm scared, I'm out of my comfort zone, and I love it. So, that's my update, I'm sorry if I dragged that on, but I just have so many other things I just want to talk about, I could could talk about this for hours, and... I still have 2,000 miles to go, so I feel like I should shut up and just let you guys listen to everyone else, but I'm just so excited. Okay, sign out. Signs of the Trail, out. There are a couple things that really stood out to me of the things that Sina said, and one of them is that reality is so different from what you expect, which, I mean, in some ways is sort of a stupid statement, but how else do you say that? I mean, you build up these expectations of something and then it's just, it's just not how it is. And I think in creating a good experience, the, the trick is to find, find yourself in the difference between reality and, and what you expect and to make peace with the reality and to understand why your expectations were what they were and how you can reconcile the two. I mean, for example, with this podcast... I don't really know what I was imagining when I started it. I think I had some vague idea I was going to be a a through-hiking version of Ira Glass on This American Life, (laughs) telling amazing through-hiking stories and bringing meaning and joy to (laughs) to the lives of all who listen. And it turns out I'm just afraid of talking into a microphone, which has been challenging to host a podcast when you're afraid of a microphone. But I'm getting better at it, and I think... uh, I think it'll get better. Like through hiking. It gets better. It's hard. But the views are worth it. Anyhow, with that said, let's check in with Kimchi and see what she has to say and what they're up to out on the Appalachian Trail. Hey, this is Kimchi with Sounds of the Trail, and we're doing a check-in, a day in the life. Uh, it's going to be, I think, a long day, but we're not really sure yet had a pretty rough night. <laughs> Yogi spent the night throwing up all over the place in the shelter, around the shelter. Um, but we are, how many, how many miles away are you from Damascus right now? Uh, about 30. <laughs> about 30. Roughly 30 miles from Damascus. We're trying to get to Damascus for a resupply and a nice break. 
it rained on us yesterday pretty good. Um, myself, I've been having a pretty rough week or two. I, my camera broke, my sleeping bag broke, um, got a lot of blisters randomly. You know, I don't know, it's just been kind of a mentally draining week, but I'm excited nonetheless, and we got Turtle Hawk with us, and so we're going to check in with Turtle Hawk and see how he's doing. Hopefully he'll stick with us through the day so we can kind of do a check-in. Turtle Hawk, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, how are y'all? I'm Turtle Hawk from Texas. Um, I'm feeling good, excited, energized. I can't wait to make it to Damascus. Time for some good rest. Uh, it's nice being here with y'all, and I'm having fun with y'all so far, so thank you for having me. So Turtle Hawk's literally carrying, <laughs> he's carrying a tin of coffee that he made this morning. And when I asked him what he was doing with that coffee, he said, what, you never heard of to-go coffee? <laughs> so that's how he's starting off his day today. We got a really late start today, and we're trying to do at least 22 miles so we can have eight miles to roll into Damascus. Um, so how are you feeling right now? Like, what's going on in your head? Uh, right now, I'm uh, a little worried about the rain. I have a tent that's not waterproof, so... I'm really thinking about trying to get those miles and make them count. Definitely try to get somewhere where I can feel psychologically uh, comforted. So Nice. Well, you can carry my tent if you need to, but that's okay. Yogi! <laughs> How are you feeling today, man? I'm feeling alright. Uh, a little tired. I didn't sleep much last night because I vomited all night. So, I don't know. I don't really know the reason. Probably dehydration, which is really dumb. <laughs> But it is what it is. Uh, so how do you, like, how's, how's everything been going for you for the past week? I, we've been out in the, we've just been out for a while. We did staff at a hostel, but we've been out for the most part for a while. Um, how have you been feeling lately? Until today, super energized. Like, uh, I don't know. I really like the trail life. Just getting sick and not sleeping really drains you. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't really slept in a while either. Um, so I guess that's our morning check-in. We're just starting. We're not even a mile into our day today. So I'll try and check in in a little while with these guys and see how they feel. And we'll talk about the trail a little bit more and what's happening. It's overcast. We are in the middle of the green tunnel as always. We're about to be ridge walking for most of the time until we get to Damascus, I think. Um, a lot of greenery, lots of mugginess, a lot of bugs. Wet socks, wet shoes, all the good stuff. Trying to maintain a serious positive mental attitude and be stoked about walking through all these rhododendrons. And I'm leading these two dudes who are a decade younger than me. Um, they're faster and stronger than I am, but I'm going to try and keep a good pace and stay stoked about life. Even though I got wet socks, wet shoes, and it's going to rain on us probably most of the day. So <clears throat> we'll see what happens and we'll check in later. Hey, this is Kim Chi with Sounds of the Trail. I'm doing my second check-in for the day. Um, it's about 1 o'clock, and my yogi's not, not feeling so hot, so we had to stop at this really crappy spring. All the water sources where we are are pretty bad, actually, which is surprising because the AT usually has great water sources. Um, so we had to stop here to get water because he is extremely dehydrated from throwing up all night long last night. <laughs> um, Turtle Hawk pushed on ahead because there's a shelter in about point, like half a mile, I think. Um, and that shelter, I think a lot of people that we're kind of moving around with today are going to stop there because it's starting to rain. 
which is a little early for when it's supposed to rain, but that's the AT. Um, just trying to stay motivated, trying to figure out if we're going to do this 22. A lot of it depends on the weather. Um, the AT, it always depends on the weather, and there's usually a 50% chance of rain pretty much every day. So that's like kind of psychologically hard to deal with. Uh, Unless you can deal with the rain, which is one of the biggest reasons why I'm out here. To hopefully learn how to properly deal with getting soaked and still keep going even though everything I have is wet. Um, I'm actually really good at keeping stuff dry, just not my body, I guess. But it's also impossible to keep things dry here because we're kind of in a temperate rainforest and it's just really damp all the time. So if it rains, uh, you get soaking wet and... You're cold and everything's humid when it stops raining, so nothing dries. It's exciting. Um, so yeah, that's my check-in. I guess we'll just go push on to the shelter and see what's going on, and then we'll try and keep moving. All right, bye. Ah, <coughs> oh, man, such a difference between the morning and the 1 o'clock check-in. Sometimes things just take a nosedive. Spoiler alert. They did not make it the 22 miles that they planned on. They ended up staying in the shelter while Yogi continued to puke his brains out. Which is a bummer. But we will hear about their next day in the next episode. Because after the downs comes the ups. And hopefully you have a good friend with you to run and get you water in the middle of the night. And good stories to tell along the way. And a roof over your head. Food to eat. Because more than anything, through hiking takes you to the most elemental parts of living. It allows you to be totally absorbed in the, the simplest parts. What am I going to eat today? What am I going to drink today? How will I stay dry? And somehow the process of spending so much mental energy focusing on the simple things frees up your brain from all the worry and anxiety of the big things. It's not that you stop worrying about what you're going to do with your life or what the meaning of everything is or or everything. I mean, all those things are still there. But you have a direction and you have two feet and you have a place to go. You put on your pack and you put on your shoes even when they're wet and you keep walking. And that's a day in the life. Next week, we will hear back from our thru-hikers to see you another day and how things look on another morning and to see if on a different morning, if they look any brighter or better. So that wraps us up because just like thru-hikes have ups and downs, so do podcasts. And some days you have tons of great audio and other days, your hikers are in the woods and they can't always send you loads of audio files. So thanks for tuning in. I know we have a lot of new listeners and I hope you'll stick with us and keep following along. Stick around for the ride, you know? Let's see what happens. This has been the Sounds of the Trail and I'm your host, Gizmo. Until next week. Rock Candy Mountain You never have to change your socks And 
little streams of alcohol come a trickling through the rocks. All the railroad bulls at the tip of their hats and the railroad bulls are all blind. There's a little lake of stew and a whiskey too. You can paddle all around it in your big canoe. I'm the big rock candy mountain. I'm the big